Welcome to the Heart of Dating Podcast. Hey, it's Kate. I'm so glad you could join us this week as we try to untangle the ever so ambiguous world of dating as a Christian. Over here on Heart of Dating, we get real as we answer some tough questions and uncover transformative ways to approach Christian dating. Oh, and you better believe we have some laughs along the way, because last time I checked, the struggle is hashtag real. You know what I'm saying? Now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey guys, how are you? I gotta be real right now. I'm in my roommate's closet. It's not a lot of space in here, but I just want you to know I'm dedicated. I love bringing you guys the best content and this is the best place to record in our house. So if I'm recording something a little bit longer um, than my normal episodes or not longer than my normal episodes, then my intros and outros, I'll go in here. So I make sure I have the very best sound for you guys. (laughs) Now today, this episode is going to be a little bit different um, than our normal longer episodes or longer um, solo shows. It's going to be kind of a mini-sode. And I wanted to jump on here really as a follow-up to the last episode we just launched with Ariel Astoria, where we kind of opened Pandora's box, so to speak, on all things about feminine and masculine energy and how to balance these things. And like I mentioned on the last episode, this has been my favorite topic as of late because I have been seeing it affect so many people, like so many people, you guys. So if you heard the last episode and are like, um, yes, all of that related to me, how do I come back to my feminine? How do I do this? I hear you. And if you didn't hear it, then go back after this and listen to it because it'll really help you with context. But this will still be a really helpful episode for you today. Or on the flip side, maybe you just know a few girls that this really applies to and you want to be able to help a sister out because you're a really great friend and you're like, I see this happening with people around me and I need to be able to give them better advice. Or maybe you're a dude and as a dude, you want to be able to walk through this with your sisters or the girl you're in a relationship with and really be able to encourage her to live more in her feminine. So today I wanted to kind of briefly give you some more practical tips on how to navigate this well so you actually know how this plays out and how can you how you can be more aware of it, okay? Now I have to say that whether you align with the complementarian or egalitarian way of assigning gender roles, this feminine and masculine energy thing is still an incredibly important element to be talked about no matter which end of the spectrum you're on when it comes to gender roles. If you're egalitarian, cool. If you're complementarian, cool. This is not about that. This is really about something different. And really, I believe that needs to be balanced out in both of those gender role scenarios. Now, the thing is that we have become a culture where we are more and more increasingly prone to just do it ourselves, especially as women. Okay, think about it. In order to be taken seriously as a woman today in the workplace, we're encouraged to show up and be bold, speak out, take charge, do the thing. And you combine that with being independent, career focused, and single for many years of your life. And therein lies a pattern that impresses itself into women that really is more the masculine energy. And we just get that impressed into us. But it's true, actually, that research has shown us over and over again that feminine really does attract masculine. So if we really want to attract more of a masculine type of an energy, a masculine type of a man, then we need to learn as women how to better live in our feminine. The reality is that we want career success as women, but we also want an amazing, fulfilling relationship And in order to do so, we have to be able to reconnect with our feminine energy. 
So I want to quickly define what feminine and masculine energy is from a broad stroke here. And then we're going to go into three different tips to live into your feminine within relationships. And again, dudes, this episode is also for you because you can use anything we say to really help your sisters or be aware of this or even help the girl out that you're in a relationship with. So dudes, this is also for you today. So feminine and masculine energy. Feminine energy is in essence kind of like this being energy and masculine energy is in essence the doing energy. So when you live in your being energy, in your feminine being energy, you are in receptive mode, you are in receiving mode and in a relationship, you'll allow your man to do things for you. You'll allow experiences to happen and life itself to just fill you up to the fullest. Living in feminine energy means being present and slowing down to love what is right in front of you in that moment. Now, what I want to encourage you today is practically how to learn how to balance our highly developed, ambitious, masculine side that we've developed through time with the softness and receptive energy of femininity, which is actually a really beautiful thing and how I believe God designed us. He designed us with such a beautiful feminine nature and guys with such a beautiful masculine nature. We just had to have to learn how to balance that when it comes into the context of relationship. Now, let me be very clear. There is nothing inherently wrong with a relationship where the woman is the more masculine partner. Some women like to always lead and they can be in a happy relationship being heavily masculine, especially if you're in the more egalitarian frame of mind, okay? And I've personally been in relationships like these in the past. It's real easy for me as a three on the Enneagram, as an independent, like motivated entrepreneur, self-starting woman to take the reins in a relationship and kind of take control of things. But what I will tell you honestly for me is that over time when I live in my masculine in relationships, what happens is I'll seek control, I'll seek to fix, and I'll just fully take on my powerhouse mode. And because of that, what ends up happening is I end up losing respect for the man I'm talking to or dating over time. No joke, this is really what happens to me. And if you're anything like me, this might have happened to you too, or maybe it's happening to you right now. And let me just tell you, in fact, this this happened to me um, and I didn't even realize it obviously at the time, but um, it happened to me in a relationship I was in for five years from high school to college. Um, I was just trying to get this guy that I was dating to do things like I did and have ambition like I did. I even highly encouraged him to go to college when he really didn't want to go to college at all and his family wasn't really saying, oh, you have to go to college. So I was like, no, you have to go. I gave him all these reasons why. And I was like, and giving him this, like trying to pep him up to go. Um, But in this whole process, I kind of over time just lost respect for him. And so either that might happen to you as a woman, maybe you are resonating with that right now. Um, Or on the guy's end, what might happen is the guy might start feeling totally overwhelmed and controlled. And when this happens, you'll frequently hear him say things like, I feel like I should quit before I start because I'm already going to fail. Or maybe he'll say things like, you won't even give me the opportunity to try. Or even worse, he'll say, I feel like you're being like my mom. Ooh, yep. Yeah. So I have actually heard those things from guys before. And I'm sure maybe even some of you people listening right now, either even guys have, have said that to girls who are kind of living in their masculine or women, you may have had that said to you. 
Now, another thing that often happens is that if you bring too much masculine energy to the beginning of a relationship as a woman, oftentimes the guys don't really have language to explain to you what's really going on for them. So they might just end things even out of nowhere because they're like, this is overwhelming to me. But the main reason is because you're just, you just came in stomping with all your masculine energy all over the place and the guy didn't even know what to do with himself. And so he just felt deflated and defeated and he was like, I got to get out of here. And then the woman finds herself being like, wait, I don't get it. We had this amazing connection and he was a great guy and everything was going so well. And then he just disappeared. What's going on? And then the, the woman is left down, dumbfounded. I literally see this all of the time. Like all of the time with so many of my friends, women are being left like stunned because they had great connection with a guy and it seemed great until he just wanted out suddenly. And they're like, I don't know what to do with myself. And I honestly and truly believe a huge part of this is due to not living in our feminine energy. And the issue is we don't really even know it's happening because it's not being talked about enough. This could be your first time hearing about this whole feminine masculine energy thing and how it affects relationships. This is why I truly feel so passionate about bringing this message to other strong, successful women who find themselves struggling in dating and also to guys so that they're aware of this as well. Now, the reality is that we do not have to give up our careers or play dumb to attract men at all as women. No, ladies, I'm not telling you to do that. There just needs to be a better awareness of bringing a softness and a receptiveness to the balance of it all when you're in a relationship. Being in your feminine means being confident, but not being confident in a loud, boisterous, overwhelming, over-the-top way, but rather confident in a softer way, maybe even more of a subtle but really strong way. So that's where I want to come in today and give you some three ultimate tips to live into your feminine energy, which is actually a really awesome and beautiful thing, and it's been something that I have been really trying hard, not always super successfully, but really trying hard to live into more and more. All right. So first things first is stop controlling. So ladies statistically buy self-help books 70% more than men, which is a lot. Okay. The women are all the ones buying the self-help books right now, which means ladies are the ones that are often trying to dive into all the ins and outs of how to better ourselves. Not that guys aren't, but just a lot. This is just what the stats are showing. So maybe as a woman, you're a Brené Brown fan, or maybe you're an ultimate Enneagram expert, or maybe you have read countless books to help you break through different fears and insecurities. First of all, I'm super proud of you that you've done that. And also you're just like me because I've done all of those things too. Um, those things are amazing and they need to be addressed and acknowledged. So good on you. I'm really proud of you for doing that. But at the same time, I want to encourage you that just because that's how you have experienced growth best, it doesn't mean that your guy has or will experience the same transformational growth by doing those exact th same things like you did. That was a huge learning for me. Like, like the thing, the problem is because women often want it done our way. And when it isn't done that way, sometimes we get upset and we assume the guy just doesn't care about us or isn't serious about changing. And maybe it's just not the case. Maybe he just needs to do it on his own and figure out something that works for himself. Ooh, sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because we want it done our way and we try to control things too much. So here's an example of showing up in masculine energy and controlling. Your guy voices something going wrong at work 
you start listening to him and you hear him go on and on about how his frustrations are overtaking him and all this stuff, you start thinking in your mind as he's talking, oh my goodness, I know exactly what's going to help him. And without him even asking for your help, you tell him exactly what he needs to figure out this work situation. You give him a foolproof game plan with action steps from A to Z, combining all your knowledge that you've learned from your various business and self-help books. And then in the end, you feel really proud of yourself because you're like, this is amazing advice. I am helping him so much. (laughs) But here's the issue, girl. Issue A, he may have not even invited you to give him that information and advice. And maybe you have to wait until he's like, hey, so what do you think about this? I would love your advice on this. Okay. (laughs) Instead, you may have just butt right on in and given him a foolproof plan without him even asking. And issue B, you have set your sights really high that your way is the way to do it. And you've probably come on a little bit aggressively in the way you've presented it. Like this is the way to do it. (laughs) And then to make matters worse, you might even follow up the next week and ask him and see how it's coming. Has he done it yet? (laughs) How's it going on the progress on the plan that you laid out for him? Oh my goodness. Let me just say, I am hashtag guilty of all of this. (laughs) That's why I'm like, can really resonate right now, but it doesn't work out very well. It just doesn't at all. It's terrible. And truly most of the time it makes that guy feel so much worse. And if the guys are listening right now, they're like nodding their head. They're like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. This is how guys start feeling controlled or micromanaged. And one of the biggest gifts that you can give a man who is in your life, whether he's your current partner or someone you're just going on some dates with is to allow him to be and feel like a man in your presence. So the next time you want to tell him exactly where to take you on a date or exactly how to fix a problem or exactly how you think he should be praying, (laughs) just stop yourself. Stop yourself right now. Once you start controlling less and you can actually stop the urges to control the situation, you will start to find it so much easier to surrender more and start seeing if you actually like the person that he truly is, even with some of his potential flaws. Because insider secret here, you guys, we all have flaws, okay? So you don't need to control every single one of the issues he's having or every single one of the flaws that he has. Now, I'm not saying you can't help him out. Like, yeah, you can help a brother out every once in a while, but controlling and always assuming you know exactly the way he should do things is not going to bode well for you. So that's the first thing is stop controlling. All right. Tip number two is have needs, not demands. Needs, not demands. Having needs is totally normal in relationships, but I just want to encourage you to make sure you're voicing this need in a way that's coming off as a need and not a demand. How you say it, girls, and how you approach it changes everything about how it's received and if it is actually going to happen. Let me give you some examples of voicing a need versus a demand. Voicing a need looks like saying, it makes me feel loved when you do this. Voicing a demand looks like saying, you're not loving and I need you to do this. Okay. See, do you see the difference in that? Like one is like, it makes me feel so loved when you do this. The other is you're not loving me well, and I need you to do this. It's a demand. Another example, voicing a need could look like, I feel so close to you when we do this together, showing him that, Hey, if he wants to win and succeed, we should do that thing more together because then you're going to feel really close to him. That's an epic, epic way to show a need. Voicing a demand in the same capacity could look like, we don't do this enough and I need you to plan this out more so that we can do it. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, I've probably said that exact thing before. Anyway, so those are the differences there. I feel so close to you when we do this together versus we don't do this enough. I need you to plan this out more. Yet another example could be voicing a need looks like, when you affirm me, it makes me feel so seen and connected to you. Thank you for, I just want to thank you for when you do that. Voicing a demand looks like you aren't affirming me enough and I need you to do it more. Even if your guy isn't doing the affirmations enough, like tell him like, hey, when you do affirm me, it just makes me feel so seen and connected to you. And I just, I really love those times that you do that versus saying you're not affirming me enough. I need you to do it more. It's just, it's a different way of approaching this situation. It's subtle, but powerful changes. Trust me. The key to this, just like I said, in stop controlling is that after you voice the need, if you end up voicing it correctly, then the the next part of this is to then leave it there. Okay, just drop the need and you leave it there. Don't check in on it every single week. Okay, don't next week be like, so are you going to start affirming me more? Are you going to plan this thing now? Are you going to do this? Voice the need in a kind way that's a need, not a demand and see what happens. You wait and you pray and you give him lots of affirmation and love when he does meet the need and shows you that he's capable of doing it. I'm going to give you a very quick example. I was in a relationship and I wanted to do more mentorship together. I wanted to go to spiritual mentorship. I brought it up to him and I basically said, hey, um, so are you going to get on it and schedule the spiritual mentorship? Because we've been talking about it and I feel like you haven't done that yet. And he was like, whoa, immediately went on defense mode. Okay. I did not say it in a great way. And he was like, "Uh, well, I was going to, but now I just don't really feel like it. So then I was like, what? Why? (laughs) And then we got in a fight, to be honest. And it was like we had a conflict. Now I talked to my therapist about it. And she was like, here's how you approach it differently. And so what I did in the future when this came up again was this. I said, hey, babe, you know, I loved that one time we went to spiritual mentorship together. And I just felt so close to you and connected. I love those rich conversations. And I just felt like our hearts connected. And I, I knew you so much more and got connected to you so much more said it just like that. And he was like, yeah, me too. It was so special. And that's all I did. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to book the mentorship now, but I just left it there. And then I waited and I prayed. And sure enough, you guys, one week later, he comes back to me and he's like, Hey, um, so I actually booked us another session for spiritual mentorship. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, this works when you voice it in a way that's approachable and a need, not a demand, and it's kind. And he doesn't feel micromanaged and controlled. So I'm telling y'all, this works. Okay. So start doing this formula more. (laughs) I promise you, see how it pans out. It does work. All right. Tip number three, the last and final way to live in your feminine is to slow down. As businesswomen or women who are just getting things done, we are often go, 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 and we are just in flight mode. We are like, take off with no landing anytime soon, and we're just on our way. <laughs> nothing is nothing can stop us. But remember that while this kind of fast hustle might be great for you in a work setting, it's not necessarily the best for you in a personal setting and definitely not in a relationship setting. When you are living in feminine energy, you want to embrace being. So be present, tap into your five senses and start smelling things and tasting things and just noticing things more. Take deep breaths in and out and actually calm your body and start to relax your mind. 
And, and physically, actually, I recommend to start unraveling your mind from mo- moving full speed ahead, like disconnect from your work stuff. You can do this. You can do it, girl. Okay. This also, slowing down also means slowing down your words. I see so many women embrace their masculine through their words and how they react to things. So in conversation with a man, as you feel your opinions rising or as you begin to disagree with him, remember to slow down. Slow down your speech and your reaction time. I'm going to give you a very simple example, but let's say, for example, for me, I, you know, I'm obsessed with Disneyland and let's say the guy that I'm on a date with tells me that he thinks Disney is a total waste of time and money and energy. And I'm like, (gasps) like inside of me, I'm like, oh my gosh, a fire starts rising as I'm tempted to just tell him all the ways that Disney is the best possible thing on the planet and how dare he hate it. And he's absolutely and totally wrong. And I'm going to convince him otherwise. (laughs) But instead of reacting or responding quickly, as I might be tempted to do, Instead, I take a moment to breathe, pause, and instead I slowly say, oh wow, okay, that's really interesting that you feel that way about Disney. I don't personally see Disney that way, but I'm really curious um, to learn a little bit more about why you feel so strongly about it in that way. Would you care to share that a little bit with me? So instead of just reacting and telling him, no, you're absolutely wrong, I was able to slow down and be curious and be present. And remember that like we're just trying to learn about someone who is different from us. We're not trying to impose our opinions on every single person we meet, but rather we're just trying to listen and seek to understand. And then eventually, you know, as this conversation would progress, eventually, yeah, I would chime in about my personal thoughts about Disney without trying to make him like it as much as I like it. Of course, there's space for me to have my own opinion and tell him how much it means to me, but the the difference in posture is slowing down in my reaction time and my words and not being so reactionary and not trying to convince him that he has to like it as much as I do. Now, if you're a guy and you went on a date with me listening to this, which is probably rare, you probably know that in the past I wasn't good at this. With guys, I've been like, you have to like Disney. Like literally I've reacted that way. And now I'm like, okay, calm yourself, Kate. Not everybody has to like things that you're passionate about the same way you do. Um, and so just slowing down, being present in the moment and slowing your words, especially if you're someone with a lot of opinions, which is an awesome, awesome thing. Like, yay you. I think that's great if you're really intellectual or if you have great opinions you've read a lot of things and you're really like well cultured I I think it's amazing just slow down and have give someone else the the man space to also have opinions and um, be curious about your differences slowing down can be so helpful (laughs) and I ultimately think it's so good for us to practice in general but especially if we're looking to live in into our feminine in relationships so slow down breathe disconnect from the rush of work and really make a conscious effort to move into your feminine okay y'all that's it. Those are my top three tips to live into your feminine energy. One, stop controlling. Two, have needs, not demands. And three, slow down. 
<laughs> now, if you found this useful today, would you let me know? Maybe share it on Instagram or DM us at Heart of Dating or at me at Kateness, or you can email us, any, all of the things. Um, I also want to hear, like, if you start practicing this, would you share with us how you're proactively trying to live into your feminine and just tell us what, like, what you're noticing and what a difference it's making in your relationships? Um, we would love to hear it. We'd love to even share it with other people. I think it is so, so important, and I love having this conversation. And also, know that I am right alongside of you. I am also doing my very best to practice this because it's difficult and it's a total challenge for me as an independent woman. But as I practice it more and more, and also thanks to my therapist, as well as trying to be intentionally aware and accountable to people in my life, it's honestly been such a game changer for how I show up in dating relationships. And it honestly is so relieving, you guys. And it's so awesome. And I can still be a girl boss and do all of this in my in my business, but then uh when it comes to dating, I'm like, I'm able to relax and slow down and be present. And it actually feels really incredible. And to me, it really feels how God intended for it to be. So I really hope you guys were encouraged by this. I'm super passionate about this topic. I hope you learned some new things. I hope you'll share it with a friend or two or three or four. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just want to continue to get the word out there about how important it is to balance the masculine and feminine in relationships because I believe it's going to be huge. Okay, you guys, that's it for today. I will talk to y'all later. Bye. I cannot be more thankful for your support of the Heart of Dating podcast. I am blown away by your rankings, reviews, messages, all of it. If you want to be a part of our inner circle and support what we are doing, we encourage you to pledge any dollar amount that you want on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heart of dating. Also, if you like this podcast, would you please consider giving us a review? It helps us immensely and we cannot thank you more. Until next time, friends.